1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
0: That's what the poster said.
2: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to
0: make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG-13.
2: Back, hey, hey, run like a wild I man. I you to struggle and I want you with them angels.
0: he is. From Auburn University, Bo <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Your stadium time is 8.39 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast harbored by collegeandmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. I'm Drew Croson, at Crow 2 on Twitter, at Crow on Venmo. To one side of me is the rumor monger via Skype, Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. at the S is for Unstable Internet.
1: Still connected for now. Okay. We'll see.
0: Okay. to the other side of me giving you full Fort, full fort Payne ASMR. A man who has just been sent off with a straight red. The AU Chief.
1: Hello and welcome to
0: the Orange and True Podcast.
1: Chief, is that downtown Fort Payne behind you? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah,
2: sure.
0: Guys, I just want a yeah. quick shout out. We don't do this enough. We had a fan um, lodge a complaint in the complaint department, <laughs> and I want to say there's. I don't. I don't usually take complaints. Well, to the podcast, but our boy Colin, our man Colin. Sorry, boy. It's derogatory.
1: He's my age, so friend, I mean, so, friend of the sh- friend of the show, friend right? of,
0: friend, of the pro- yeah, friend of the program, actually,
1: uh,
0: graduated with him. Colin reached out and said, "Hey guys, can y'all mix out mix Orange and True a little bit louder? I can't hear you, hear it on the interstate." So cool, brag, Colin. We get it. You have a car, and you can drive.
2: You <laughs> must be driving on. You uh, still get I, to go to work. He must be driving on I fifty nine in Fort Payne,
0: but oh, really he did it the right way. He sent that comment through my Venmo account, at Son Crow on Venmo, with an attached donation of $1 to the Complainted Department. So, that complaint, hopefully, we t- I took it up, I ran it up the flagpole, let's see how it goes. Colin, call call let's see if this is a little bit louder for you. Hopefully, you can hear us on the interstate in your cool car that you get to drive to your cool office, your cool job. All right. Let's get started. Alan on the told show. me he
1: likes your uh, your tips on Taco Cabana. Just wanted to let you know.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. Taco Cabana is the best.
1: He's, he's in Austin, so oh oh, he's wow. probably
0: driving the Mopac. Then this is why it's so loud. Austin's the worst traffic. Great city, worst traffic. Um, guys, we have to update the listeners on the Auburn soccer season. Uh, dear listeners, Auburn soccer has as many losses as you do, which is zero. Still had a
2: ho- had a heartbreaking draw the other night, though.
0: That's true, but you still got a result, which yeah. makes you two zero and two two nil and two. So Auburn has is still undefeated in on the in the young two thousand and twenty season. Young, but but more than halfway over.
2: Yeah, almost over. So <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna play what five games and.
0: Like They're playing ten days, a lot of games, some, super some crazy.
2: <laughs> All
0: right, so here's how it's going to work, guys. October 30th, which is Friday, Auburn goes to number seven Arkansas, and that's a huge game because Auburn has two top 10 games left, both on the road. If Auburn can split those, It's season its its ranking should be pretty high, and its seeding in the SEC tournament will be really pretty nice. Anyway, so it's a road trip on the 30th to Arkansas, followed up with just a few days later in Baton Rouge, which is a game that was postponed from earlier this month. Then, on November the 6th, so the same week, two games in a week, Auburn hosts the Tide in the Iron Bowl of soccer, and then goes on the 9th the following Monday, to Texas A&M, to College Station number 8 Texas A&M in a game that was postponed from September. So that is, we play Friday, the following Monday, the following Friday, and the following Monday. And only one of those games is at home. So if you are listening to this and have the means and are able to be in public and live in the Auburn, Alabama area, figure out a way to get up in that Auburn soccer complex for that Iron Bowl of soccer. The only home game left Uh, and a chance to see what, if they win against Arkansas, a potentially top 10 Auburn Tigers team play the top. Pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I I would like to see, I don't know. I, I feel as if there's a really good chance that Auburn, could be could beat Arkansas, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I haven't, to be honest, kept up with Arkansas's team this year much.
2: Should uh but Auburn's team it, plays well. Would it uh, should I point out that the last time that we talked uh, this team up like this, uh, I think they only won one more game in the in the whole season. Well last year.
0: <laughs> it's true. Uh oh. Ryan made wrote a- an article on the website. Oh. Yeah, it's because Craig wrote an article on the website. It's true. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. So you just don't write an article.
0: So Auburn was fourteenth on in one ranking going into that Kentucky game. And then was didn't think-
1: the equivalent of uh, of the way the football game went? Is there a fumbled spike, turnaround, uh backward pass, maybe immediate recovery. Oh, you're asking Is there a soccer equivalent to just totally but, uh, butchering something like that
0: yeah the 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 clip would be like a goalie catches a penalty kick only to have it fall out of her hands behind her and roll into the net yeah yeah that or would be
2: she or she uh deflects it but off of a defender that was rushing into the box and it bounces into
1: the goal
0: but it's gotta be a goalkeeper mistake which are usually called how yeah. try
1: so so let's say the uh the goalkeeper deflects it straight up in the air. Hmm. Celebrate. Celebrates. Celebrates. Is that the direct blow whistle at that point on a ball that goes out of play? Oh, it could be exactly what Jordan Pickford uh, call, did. call it dead. And then the ball bounces and rolls in. But since it was already dead, it doesn't matter.
2: Uh, oh, oh, so you're saying we win even though there's some awful mistake. Sure. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Uh, just a horrible goalkeeper own goal that is somehow overturned through video system referee. Do they have yes. video system referee in uh, uh, women's college soccer?
0: I think they might.
2: For those for those of you listening at home, that's just like a review.
0: I'm almost positive <laughs> they do. They have the VAR.
2: But but it's it's overturned, even though it clearly looks like it should have counted
0: somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the uh and then they have to change a rule immediately following yeah, yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make it to where that can't happen again. Because what that and does, Bama
1: Twitter is going to be so mad.
0: What that does, and this is what Bama Twitter does understand, by admitting that the conference had to change a rule, they are admitting that what Auburn did was not against the rules exactly. when Auburn did it. But it's gotcha and grab ass. Right. Somehow, somehow, I mean, just legal. It's just legal play, if you ask me. Yeah.
2: Well, I hope uh, I hope they continue, despite our the praise we've heaped on them here. Uh, they're, they're winning ways uh, and uh, go undefeated. They, they could be uh, they could be the invincibles of uh, the SEC. season. It
0: would be typical of Auburn for the soccer team to win the national championship this year. Oh, that would be great. When, like, we have. Are they having a to tournament? Like, I don't know. They have an SEC tournament, according to the Auburn website. Okay, that's, that's, that's
1: nice. I assume most of the West Coast schools would not play in any kind of national tournament.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know they're playing at
1: all. Right.
0: Right. Which gives Auburn a really good chance. Uh, does, uh,
2: uh, the governor of California doesn't even want more than six people at your uh, Thanksgiving chin dig, so. Uh,
1: <sighs>
0: I mean, it is like the virus slowed down. (laughs) It's true. All
1: right,
0: let's get to basketball. Oh, before
2: we move on from soccer, I I just, I had a little something, uh, it was related to my, my intro earlier. Um, hello and welcome is the, uh, famous intro to the total soccer show. Uh, and, um, it's host Daryl Grove, uh, who was a British fellow. Uh, he passed away this week, um. And I know we all uh, I assume if you're listening to this podcast you've listened to other podcasts and uh, uh, because God help you if this is the only podcast you listen to no I, uh, I love that but but uh, I mean if, if you listen to a lot of a lot of uh, podcasts um, you know you, you sort of take the people that do the podcast into your home I, I like to think that we, we you know into your home in your car wherever you are uh, and um, Daryl uh, was I probably listened to the show for a couple of years now, and uh, just you know, you, you feel like you know somebody. And, and he was a young guy; I think he was only around thirty-eight, and he he passed away from colon cancer.
0: Mm.
1: Uh,
2: mm. Uh, and um, just just wanted to remember him for a minute. And uh, uh, just guys, uh, I'm sure we have a few people here that are in, near forty. Uh, if you're forty and over, I believe you're supposed to get your uh, your, your your cornhole checked Correct. and
0: uh i believe that's the medical you, term for it
2: just yes yes so just uh as uh as lawrence says to peter watch out for your cornhole
0: exactly
2: uh, uh go go and get screened um because it, it can if they catch it early you're you're usually fine they caught daryl's pretty late and uh it's, it's really sad um i just been thinking a lot about him and his family and his co-host taylor uh it's a sad, sad day, um, but he, he was a great guy. He was great for the game of soccer in, in this country. Since we are a soccer podcast, I felt like that was relevant. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Mm-hmm. On to happier things. Like, yeah, uh, on to happier things basketball. About basketball, unfortunately, it appears that our, the Orlando event that was hosted by ESPN is on victim to the global pandemic that is crippling us all. But there's going to be another tournament scheduled in Fort Myers, Florida. So a different Fairburg of the state of Florida will be hosting a different tournament, most likely. And Auburn I will wonder, be- I, I wonder why it fell apart. Disney has said there's a, they're not doing Tampa. any more bubbles. I read okay.
1: that today. Okay. I like, assume there's, there's just less COVID you know, 50 miles away. Sure. That's probably what it is. <laughs>
0: Yeah. The virus right. can't travel that fast. No, I, I, um, yeah, I read today that Disney's announced that they're kind of out of the bubble business. I think they're taking a couple. Okay. They won't take a couple months off before they probably I have to do that a, in an NBA. I imagine.
2: So what I think that probably is is the NBA bubble was probably a little more lucrative to them than this would have been.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I also think I, and this is not to be fatalistic. I honestly think that they are keeping their powder dry for in case Adam Silver calls them again. And says, hey, you know what? Maybe we'll just do it all over again starting Uh, in December. I imagine
2: that's going to happen in December. So So, that's probably why. And Disney seems to uh, have a handle on it
0: because they they had had they had zero cases, not one case. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, you know, the, the
2: parks were open at the same time yeah. that this is this going on. And they, they – uh, honestly, uh, there hasn't been any sort of like super spreader event at, at, at the parks with them being open. Yeah. So uh, I, I am not shocked that Disney
0: has a, a handle on mm-hmm. things. <laughs> I'm also not shocked sure that the NBA was the one league to pull off something off with zero cases.
2: Well, it's easier because it's, it's less people.
0: And they're the uh, most, they're the, the most leagues. like on, on board league. Like sure. the, the other leagues, there's this like baseball, for instance, if the owners say the sky is blue, the players association has to immediately respond with, no, it's not it's green." screen. <laughs> sure. like, they just have to the player. And, and then vice versa is true as well. If the players association says we want this, the, the owners group has to say, "No, no, 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 we're not bound to labor on this whereas the Players association the nba even though they've had some contentious strikes recently they seem to play ball with the owners and vice versa and they both seem to see seem to see the, the well, dollar signs involved in playing games yeah, yeah. in, in this situation in, in
2: this yeah in this situation for sure they both were like whereas well, you none look of at, us are going to get any money
0: look at what happened in baseball baseball kept having to postpone because the players association couldn't figure out how to negotiate they couldn't figure out how to but negotiate they, money well, with the owners. The players still never agreed
2: to any right. sort of bubble until the playoffs,
0: right? Right. <laughs> like, like. And then look, the NHL, NHL has I buddy of mine mentioned this to me, and, and once I once he said it, I noticed that the NHL from the beginning of COVID to now has released what its plans are within twenty four hours of the NBA releasing what its plans are. And it legitimately has almost always been a copy and paste. <laughs> it's like, "What'd you guys do? What was, uh, was that B on your paper?" Okay, let me go ahead and put that down on mine. Seems good for them. It's the the, the NHL has is to the NBA like that CVS that pops up across the street from the, from the Walgreens. Six months later, it's like, "Oh, well, this intersection's good for the drugstore. We'll put one here too." Um, but yeah, so I think I could I could see that happening again. So Auburn's going to Fort Myers, allegedly. Mm. Again, none of this is set in stone, guys. None of it is. All Tates are tentative. All tates are tentative. Um, Auburn will have an unknown opponent. We don't even know who they're playing to open the season well, this year.
2: I, I think it's pretty sure there's going to be Z- Gonzaga. No, we're
0: playing <laughs> Gonzaga on the 27th. Oh, okay. We don't know who our first opponent is. There's four teams oh, that's, that's going, weird. going to this tournament. And... Uh, One of them is Gonzaga. One of them is Auburn. Kansas. Kansas is is the third, and we don't have the fourth. Okay. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Well, it's still exciting. At least we're going to get that Gonzaga game in.
0: Uh, There's a decent chance Gonzaga will be number one in America when Auburn plays them. Yeah. And then Auburn plays Baylor, who...
2: Is number two.
0: It's currently number two to Gonzaga, or number one with Gonzaga number two, depending on what ranking service you're using. But Auburn doesn't play them until January the thirtieth.
2: And remind the listeners again who the point guard is for this Baylor team.
0: Well, it would be. um, Oh gosh! Now you say that, and I went blank. His name, (laughs) Um, Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell. I almost said. I was about to say Deshaun's Deshaun Murray. It's like, no, that's not, not it. it. Davion <laughs> Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, Davion Mitchell, who when he four, came to Auburn four. was thought of as this elite perimeter defender and is now like legitimately one of the best perimeter defenders in basketball. In college yeah. basketball. Yep. Transferred yeah. Transferred because he didn't want to sit behind Jared another year. Could he could have used him last year. Yeah, that would have been a pretty nasty front line or back line with with Davion and Samir and Isaac, yeah. But I, that's 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 not taking anything away from Javon, who quickly became one yeah, of my favorite sure. players last year. But I think I think this year, playing a team as good and, and as old as Gonzaga, this early, I don't I don't think Auburn's going to win. Like,
2: no, like, it, it it would. I mean we haven't seen this team play so there's no reason to think that they're capable of winning against a team like that.
0: But I, I mean, do think it's the best thing that could it's the best thing Bruce can do. Because yeah. because basketball is different than football. Yeah. For so many wonderful reasons. The first is you almost want to lose a game early. Oh. So that you can yeah, you have something to hold over your team's head, sure. so you don't actually want to lose a game. And Bruce would probably be like, be the first to tell you, like, no, you want to win every game you play. Yes, you do. You want to go undefeated and win the national championship. But losing a game early can also be a positive because you can go see. That's what I've been telling you guys at practice. That's what right. I've been telling you guys. You guys are not ready yet, so you better listen to me because from here on out, we're going to do things my way and we're going to win games. We did things your way. You pointed at it, you know, you do all that coach stuff nonsense, and your team starts playing. So you've got we've got the chance for a Sharif Cooper coming out party on national television as well, though. Which I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about. I don't know if you read Ferg's article on Sharif Cooper. Me? Yeah, you're the only one. Not not yet. It's bookmarked. Ryan, have you read it? Ryan, are you back?
1: I have not, and I am back.
0: Great. So basically, he goes Tell us about it. Yeah. So friend of the of the program and host of better podcast than this, um, <laughs> Justin Ferguson goes into it, the basically the hype around Shreve Cooper and how in practice he's been thought of as better than people even expected in some ways. And then there are other people I'm reading on on the internet who are saying not for people reading on the internet saying that he's the Trey young 2.0 and I've actually heard that from a solid another number of people um, that's actually his better comp and guys if that's his comp I mean Trey young was a bonkers college player and was the type of college player that could have done whatever he wanted his issue was he played on a team that had nobody but him he has a bunch of bombs and he shot like 500 times a game I don't think Bruce is gonna put that kind of usage on on Sharif unless unless it, it becomes obvious that Sharif is leaving after this year, then maybe he goes, yeah, man, shoot it a hundred times. Dude, you got a take it. I These are the only shots I get from you. Great. Take them all. Um, but I could – if that's the type of talent and court vision, because that wasn't – Trey Young's biggest skill isn't his shooting, it's his passing. And if Sharif's the level of passer that that guy – was in college, then Auburn should have a lot of open layups and dunks from other guys. Sure. And exciting plays like that. Pushing plays, push plays where the ball comes down the court in a hurry, quickly moves to somebody who's open and they get a, a fast break dunk. That type it of stuff is like exciting. seems like it fit
1: with the way so, the roster is constructed yes. right now. Well, with, and, you know, Cambridge and Williams. And, and stretch. A lot of just freak
2: athletes that can run the floor. It, so was Cambridge also on the AOT team? With them, is that
0: is I that think true? Cambridge is from Tennessee.
2: Okay, well, I I think Cambridge came. I, there was something interesting about his he AAU was. Experience. You're right. He was on AOT. Yeah. Okay. So it, he he was on there. Stretch was on there. And Tarif, was anybody else? Uh, Okoro. Oh, okay, but Okoro's not here. But that—that's right. three guys in the starting lineup that all have all played extensively together uh, already, um, albeit not in college, but at a pretty high level um, of pre-college ball. So that's also something to think about when you when you assess
0: what you
1: think this team might be capable of. Yeah. So you're looking at. I think we're getting this wrong. I don't think he was on the AAU team.
0: He was. I've seen it. Yeah, there's a picture of him on Google of him wearing that AOT jersey.
1: Okay. He was Um, not... Real GM was saying... Yeah, he was uh, not on their...
0: He was not on their 2018-2019 running Rebels roster, according to realgm.com. But there is a photograph on Google image search, unless he just borrowed a jersey for this official photo.
1: No,
2: I, I read something about him last year. Um, I think he played on a different team. And then he played on that team. Okay. Um, and he, of course he wouldn't have been on the 18, uh, night. Well, no 18, 19 would have been a senior year, but yeah, there was something weird about, he wasn't, he did not live where they lived and he ended up playing with them. Hmm. And I, I don't remember what that Seems was. Seems a
0: word in my opinion. Sure. Uh,
1: as compared <laughs> to anything else in au sure.
0: That was my favorite. My favorite talk last, last week's in case you hadn't missed, you missed it last week. Ryan and I interviewed Stephen Godfrey, Godfrey from Banner Society. You should go back and listen to that, but he made a really good comment. Did you make that on the pod, Ryan, Or did you just to us about, I
1: think that was on the podcast. Yeah. No. About um, it was, I
0: listened, listen, high that. school basketball recruiting being just like as dirty as his articles. That expose the underbelly of college football recruiting. And he has the best articles about that. Um, uh-huh. People who know basketball kind of pat him on the head and be like, "Man, you have no idea." <laughs> like it's just yeah. what you talk, what he what he's talking about in football is just the most run of the mill. It's what like you know every Providence does. It's what every school there's a there's four hundred Division one schools or whatever. They all gotta they all gotta. Eat. So yeah, the Auburn official site says that he played on the Nike EYBL circuit with Athletes of Tomorrow an average 15 points, 5 rebounds, one assist and one block a game in those games. Yep. So that put him on the same team as Sharif and Stretch and Okoro. What a team. Yeah.
2: Um So that's three guys in the starting lineup who've played together before. Um, and well, I, on a team together and then the rest of the starting lineup should be um Cambridge, Williams, and I think it's th- going to be Alan,
1: Alan, Alan and Flanagan. Flanagan.
2: So that's yeah. three other guys that have played a season together. Yeah. Um, so there should be some pretty good chemistry on this team, despite them not, you know, despite a lot of new faces, a lot of new starters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I personally, I know there's a lot of, I'm pretty bullish on this team. I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I, I know everybody's trying to, Tamp down expectations, but uh, I don't know The this is the most talent we've ever had
0: uh, on a team, probably. When he uh, signed, when he signed, Sharif Cooper is the highest ranked recruit. Sharif Cooper will be the highest ranked recruit to ever have played for Auburn when he plays his first yeah. game, and and uh, that means something. So this guy could yeah. be the best when he puts. The sneakers on, he'll be the best player to have played for Auburn according to high school basketball recruiting services. Right. The most NBA but, ready,
2: I guess. The only the only knock on him is his size, yeah. really. Um, I mean he's not he's not as short as Jared Harper. He's taller than that. And uh, I'm sure he's bulked, well, I think we've discussed he's bulked up a little bit since last we saw mm-hmm. his measurements. So um, you know, you never know. He may need it, you know, he may need another
0: year. Unless he just lights it yeah. completely up. He's listed um, as the same height as Jared was listed. Right. But I don't believe that that is the case. <laughs> um,
2: but I, I, I just feel like this is the most talented team that we'll have ever had. Yeah. Um, until Chicago, next year. Until next year. But uh, to this point. Uh, and we have the best coach we've ever had. So I don't know why we wouldn't expect them to do pretty well. I mean, Kentucky has starts five freshmen pretty regularly and they do okay. Um, I'm not saying you should be expecting us to win the conference or whatever. Um, But I I don't know. I think this team could do a a lot come February if we actually have a tournament. So
0: if we actually have a (laughs) tournament. Yeah. Guys, in other basketball, Auburn basketball news that is more more soon to come than the tournament. Sure. Isaac Okoro was projected by the Ringer um, to the Spurs after the Spurs trade Demar Derozan and the 11th pick to the Hawks. If the Spurs trade Demar Derozan, um, that's a huge move, and I, to the point of I almost don't want that for Isaac because it. That's a lot of pressure. It forever links him and not only him and DeRozan, but him and that 11th pick. In the same way that, unfairly, Trey Young and Luka Doncic will be forever linked. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, even though Trey Young will be a great player on his own right one day, probably a multiple time All Star, he now has to live up to whatever Luka becomes just because of a draft day trade. Okoro doesn't need that Okoro doesn't need to be part of some like DeRozan was a, is a great player and then we don't know who the level pick is going to be now he's got to kind of move up to being two, pl- two worth two players basically
1: does that signal Uh-oh. a full on rebuild yeah
0: absolutely it does if they if they trade wonderful effectively two players for Okoro they are full on rebuild and who knows what, I mean like The Spurs haven't been in a rebuild in my lifetime. Yeah. In your lifetime, at least like they, the closest thing was when they drafted Tim Duncan after tanking, when David Robinson got hurt. Like that's it. Like, and And that was 98, 99. Yeah. That's been a while. I (laughs) I mean, the Spurs have not been bad in a long, long time. So they won, and they won the title the next year. Uh, Tim Duncan's rookie year. So it wasn't like they rebuilt. They just drafted the best player they could and became a title, a title. contender. Yeah, Basketball's great. <laughs> Some teams are rebuilding like the Bucks, forever and ever and ever and ever and never make it to the top of the heap. Other teams, like the Spurs, draft Tim Duncan, title, title the next year.
1: Well, that would be like a- – if the Warriors, you know, whoever they draft this year, yeah, tricks sure. out and they just go back to, you know, the well, three seasons. Yeah. You know, and the uh,
0: Warriors, similar to the Spurs, they, they really were probably a pretty good team, the Spurs. They just had David Robinson get hurt.
1: And, uh, yeah. So what are we, three, three weeks away from the draft?
0: Yeah. I think that's right. Three weeks away from the draft, we are, um, the buzz on Okoro is permanent now, it seems. Like it's just like, It's everywhere. The buzz on Okoro is everything from I'm seeing the Knicks literally tweet about him, which is weird. The as have the Wizards. The Wizards have literally tweeted about Okoro, which is I didn't realize the NBA teams could do that.
1: Yeah, at this point, they might be having to to move up to get him. It seems like he's getting borderline top five. Man, which is so which is
0: wild. And I think it's because the lack of draft pre-draft workouts this year. The lack of you know that stuff because of the pandemic people are taking guys who weren't hurt who have good film who don't need a bunch of you know who who don't need, need a lot of like i gotta get this guy in in person to see what he's really about and interview his coaches interview his families to make sure we can draft him right so you're gonna see guys take the closest thing to a sure thing they can in this draft there's not a lot of sure things in this draft so Okoro might be one of the only quote-unquote sure things teams have. And GMs don't want to get fired in the middle of a pandemic.
2: Yeah, so uh, that that comes to the point I wanted to make. Um, I dropped off there, so I don't know if you talked about the Warriors were in town. No, uh, I didn't talk about that. The The Warriors were in town, uh, including uh, one Steve, Stephen Kerr, um, son of a former U.S. ambassador. Uh and uh, coach of the Golden State Warriors, for those of you that don't know, and former Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, he was here, um, and they were working him out, which uh, leads me th- to think if all these teams are supposedly interested in him, Isaac's stock is pretty high. Yeah,
0: we were talking about how his stock has continued to rise.
2: And, and it's funny that he's, like, pretty consistently, though, like, Pick number six is mm-hmm. like yeah. where where people are seeing a guy who is the only thing, and you just said that might just be a sure thing in the
1: draft. Yeah, not that he's going to be a star, but you can be you can be pretty confident you're not going to get burned by picking him. I well, think he's, he's probably a consistent gonna be in the league for 15 years. Yeah,
0: I think he's a consistent number six pick because he's a consistent number six. Like he's not the number one pick in the draft. I don't think anybody right. thinks that. Right, I think. The Warriors coming in town is odd because they don't have the number six pick. They'd have to draft trade back.
1: They would be dra- trading right, down. Yeah. Trade
0: back. Yeah, which I don't know. I mean, that, seems cool. That was what was pretty crazy to
2: me. Yeah, that they would be willing, unless to, they uh, take him at two. No, I don't. I don't think there's any way they do that. <laughs> I, don't I mean, think I think so either. But but I think it still remains that they sort of value him at the two. If they're willing to give it up to get him.
0: I think the Warriors like and not we're not this isn't an NBA draft podcast. There are people out there who know a lot more than we do. But I think the Warriors are clearing out cap space to get Giannis. So the Warriors will hot take. Yeah. Well not that hot. A lot of people think that I think. The Warriors are gonna are gonna if they get Okoro it's because they're gonna let somebody else on the team take a take a walk. Um at well, I hope uh,
2: LeBron enjoyed that one uh, Western Dude. Conference
0: Championship. <laughs> it's a uh, joke. Like they're going <laughs> to and they're going to get him. Like if they want Giannis, why would he not go play with two walking buckets?
2: Well, he could
0: not carry the Bucks to uh, the uh, finish line here. No. So no, and they didn't even look like they, they they were a couple players away, and that was pretty yeah. glaring. And they wow. can't even say they had to go on the road or anything. That they played in a bubble. It was just 100% neutral side games. So it really was, in my opinion, the team that could focus the most that won that thing. Mm. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk a little football. And we are back, 33 minutes, 30 seconds, into this delicious podcast. And I'm sure you're feasting on with extra sauce. And we are talking Auburn football because it's that time of the year, and we have to. Um, yeah. I'll have a uh, boots on the ground report next
2: week for you. Now we're I'm talking. Be in the stadium, all right. I'm going to the game this weekend, so booted up, masked up. Yep. I, don't, I haven't even looked at the
0: weather. I don't know what it's going to supposed to be. This well, week. It's supposed to be a little
1: chilly. If you're getting what we oh, have right
0: now, it's going to be cold. Because it, we woke up this morning here in Plano, Texas, and it was 39 degrees. Oh wow, that was that happened here few weeks ago but uh for about a week but it was one of those things where i've convinced the wife to not turn the heater on like we just we've been rolling it with with just air conditioner off basically yeah because it's been nice and it was supposed to get down to like 75 or or 65 last night 59 at the at the low and so we were like oh yeah no big deal we'll leave the air conditioner off it'll get kind of cold we'll just put the blanket." we woke up today it was like 55 in the house Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> we were all just like, everybody just freezing. We had like our two-year-old up. She's just
2: freezing to death. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be uh, 67 that day. So it, it, not cold. It'll be nice.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah.
2: 55 is a low, too. So it's like not even a like big fluctuation.
0: Watch out for that October sun, though, Chief.
2: Oh, yeah, buddy. I know. <laughs> I know all about it. Uh, it. Oh, and then the next day. Uh, we got a high of sixty nine nice but uh, but then we start hitting pretty consistent lows in the forties, so that's your been your weather report here for the Auburn area for those of you that
0: don't live here I'm sure uh, well chief, the October sun is something that you you instructed me about yeah. in auburn it's a real thing it is it's
1: a real thing it is uh it sounds like a war movie
0: October Sun or I'm a starring, really cheesy movie about like childhood. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah there you go um yeah october sun for the, the listeners that don't know it's um it's when it's uh, uh it's chilly there's a chill in the air but the sun is just broiling hot
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so it's just the most uncomfortable time it can happen in the spring too it happens there and it can happen in any other any day of the month that it just happens to be cool But there's just a a sun that's just.
0: You can get a sunburn in October.
2: Yeah, Um, yeah, and it's it's uh it's awful. It's the worst. You can you can see it. You can look outside and tell that there's October sun because it looks like fall outside, but that sun's there and it's
0: just baking everything. Four young boys, a friendship that would mark their lifetime, and experiences that would turn them into a man, into men. See October Sun. One Amen. Just one man. Amen. The October Sun melts them into one person.
1: <laughs> Power Rangers yes. prequel. Cool.
0: or that experience is they're sneaking into a rated R movie and they sit on top of each other's shoulders with a big yeah. trench coat over it.
2: So, so, so it's going to be Halloween. We're playing playing the corn dogs, and uh, they'll stay nothing. up
1: too late the night before watching Mandalorian on repeat. Is it a is oh. that a night
0: game?
2: Uh No, it's a 2.30 game
0: oh, Yes God damn it
2: Yeah, so that October sun is going to be in full effect
0: Well, last week we played at 11 o'clock in the morning And my afternoon was shot Even though it was a short <laughs> game Probably the shortest Auburn game I remember
2: I mean, ever. it was They were hustling The
0: first, the was first so quarter was over in 30 minutes As my granddad used to say, humping it Yeah 30 minutes, guys I, I I literally went over to my brother's no. house. I showed up late to watch the game and missed the entire first quarter because yeah, because I, I, I believe
2: kickoff hour. actually happened around eleven oh seven, and the the quarter the the, the first quarter ended at eleven thirty seven. Like so it
0: was so geez. it was quick, and then the whole game was over before two before two. Like it's like two o'clock. The game was over. Yep. Um. We've included a halftime that is so like, – I don't even understand why the half times are still the same length. They could shorten the half times. You've got to let them
2: get their rest in at half. I guess. And trust me, Auburn's defense needs that
0: rest. I feel like they're still longer than NFL halves, which makes no sense. They should be the exact same length as the NFL half now. They're doing the same thing. Well, in college, you can
2: choose between two half lengths, I believe is, is correct.
0: Oh, no way. I didn't know that.
2: Somebody can. I. I could just. I, I'm pretty sure that's right. I think you can either have a fifteen or twenty. I bet but I, can, I can't. i radio yeah. right now. J- James. But somebody else will know better. I I mean, with I,
1: college, you're you're normally trying to navigate halftime shows with the bands. Which right. is Part of why it takes so long there. But you got a band.
0: You got a. You got some donor who donated a new locker room for the swimming complex. You've got um, some. Three guys who were on the 1936 basketball team that went to, I don't know, a game against some team somewhere and won it. Got to honor the them. pilots from
1: the flyover.
0: The pilots from the flyover. Well, That's it's, not a halftime usually. That's usually
2: no. third or fourth quarter, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. You got some girl who was voted Miss whatever for her sorority. It's There's a lot going on. But Auburn beat Ole Miss 35-28 no matter what anyone tells you on the internet <laughs> or no matter what anyone tells you from Auburn Twitter Auburn won the game on Saturday. In fact, they have won three games. Auburn right? is the only is one of no, only, only 5. <laughs> Auburn's one of only 3 SEC teams with 3 wins.
2: Well, the, you know, the referees are always helping out Auburn. Sure. So. tales Taylor's old as time. <laughs> Auburn bailed out
1: by the rest. Um, it's just a SEC conspiracy in Birmingham.
0: Yeah. Everybody calls they, it Barmerham. Barm, Barnerham.
1: Prize program. Um,
0: Auburn quarterback Bo Nix, 23 for 30, 238 yards, one touchdown, 10 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. The fewest number of off-target throws all season four. his his absolute best game away from
2: home and oh maybe his best in game a, including home
1: maybe I as far and, as uh, not making mistakes this was his best game um, and he said he's had, he's had well, more big plays in like in the really? Iron Bowl and the Mississippi State game last year but. uh... I, I mean, he was. I, I don't.
2: I don't know about the making mistakes thing, though, because he he did not throw a pick, uh, like for the last half of the last season. He threw so.
0: seven incomplete passes in this game. That's nuts. I feel like he threw seven incomplete passes on some drives last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. In the South Carolina game, uh, according to SEC StatCat, he, I think it was twenty-seven off-target throws.
0: Mm. He
1: had four against Ole Miss. So
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty good.
1: Nice little step up there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that South Carolina game was an abomination from him. Um, There's no way to sure sure coat that. Tank Bigsby, our golden god, 24 carries, 129 yards, and two touchdowns. People saying he didn't get the ball enough in the red zone, and he answered with two red zone scores. Should have been able
1: to add a 100-yard kickoff return on there, too. It's true, Mm though. Yeah. I mean, those refs are just helping us out so much. They didn't have yeah. to that touchdown. They give yeah, and they, they take did.
0: away, guys. They give and they take
1: away.
2: Um, I, the only complaint I have about Tank is that he did not start the game. <laughs> that's that's the only complaint I have. Does it matter, though? I mean, he, he still owed the team and carries yeah. by a, a wide margin. Yeah, but we went three and out on the first possession, which we could have used some points on. So,
0: yeah, but it was like Shivers was bad that game.
2: Mm, uh, there was a decision On that First opening drive That he made That uh, may have cost us Some yards So
0: Yeah but Throughout the game Shivers played Well I would say that That was one of the things About the game That was so effective Was that Auburn Had two running backs That could actually play
2: Right I would have just Rather seen Tank
0: On that first Sure that uh, Seth Williams Eight catches For a smooth 150 yards And a touchdown. Proving once again, regardless of what anybody tells you, Seth Williams is Auburn's best player,
1: but don't two
0: across the middle. Two slants.
1: I I thought he quit on the team though.
0: Well, you know, Ryan, it turns out that Seth Williams might be the first ever receiver that might be a little tough to deal with. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It seems like most receivers taciturn. Don't really yell at their quarterbacks much. You've never seen a receiver take plays off. You've never seen a receiver maybe make too many giant like big motions on the sidelines. They all have the personality of a uh, CPA. Yeah, as well. most receivers uh, are pretty
1: low key. Especially dudes. used to that being from Dallas of just really toned yeah. down wide receivers. You know, no personality. Yeah,
0: absolutely,
1: they score a touchdown, they run right back to the huddle. That's what they do.
0: No, Seth Williams is a wide receiver, and he's an NFL wide receiver who we get to we get the joy of seeing play in an Auburn uniform this year, but next year he will make millions of dollars to do his antics all across someone's field on Sundays. And he balled out against Ole Miss. He's pretty dang good.
2: Um, Ole Miss offered very little resistance uh, (laughs) to our offense. Sure. Uh, Well, We'll say that. And and I I did try to – there are people yeah, it's just Ole miss that I was talking to during the game, and I'm like, yeah, but our offense still looks better than as all year, like no matter who the opponent is, like we're actually doing things a little differently, we're actually running the ball, uh, we didn't throw forty times like
0: and I'll say i was I was in our slack very critical of Auburn's defense during this game, yeah but having looking at looking at it now the benefit of hindsight is seeing that Auburn, this offense of Ole Miss put up monster points in every game of this season. And Auburn held it to 28. Auburn held uh, Matt Corral to 150 yards. Period. Well, that's because that's the other guy was in there uh, for half the time. And Auburn held, held their best receiver, and maybe the best receiver in the conference
1: who's healthy. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a disclaimer to add
0: after uh... – Waddle went down. To 16 yards receiving and a touchdown. Five catches, 16 yards. That's all he had. Yeah, good.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty Can clear talk that, about was, the, that was the focus uh, of our uh, of our defense. And that's why they were able to run on us yeah. a fair amount. And,
0: uh, well, I had some success throwing to some other people. But And it's more, and I will say this, as a fan who doesn't, I know a decent amount about football, but I'm not – the X and O guy that I am and maybe other things or whatever. But it is more frustrating when a team runs the ball against you than it is when a team throws the ball against you in some ways. And so in this game, it felt frustrating to me as a fan when Ole Miss pick up a fourth, a third and two or a second and six running the ball. But Kevin Steele was thinking, well, they're running out of time. Whenever they run the ball, they are running out of time, and they aren't throwing the ball, so they're not scoring quick enough to really put this game out of reach. Because Auburn's offense is good, but it's not putting anything out of reach.
1: This this was definitely the the Kevin Steele tactic of, yeah, we'll give you stuff you know over the middle, down low all day, but you're not breaking any big plays. Yeah. Um, and then maybe they, they really didn't. As I said, it's the vaunted passing offense that. Only went for 154 yards. Uh, that the last play of the game, and we we can talk about the whole last sequence here, I guess. But the last play of the game still cracks me up. The uh, throw to the end zone from five yards past the line of scrimmage. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, when he did it, I remember being like, "Well, he's out. He's crossed line scrimmage." And then my brother, I was watching with. Was like go down, like yelling at the Auburn player, like just go down. And I was like, why? This play didn't count. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you, I, I don't even think if he had ran it back for a touchdown, we would have gotten seven. You know
1: what yeah. I mean? Well, it's still recorded as an as an actual interception. It did. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I think it was just a decline penalty because it's an illegal
0: it. throw.
2: Right. Um. I, what the interesting thing about this game is that I think they Kiffin really screwed up when they had the lead and he decided to go conservative for the first time in the game. Yeah. And basically just gave us the ball back. Yeah. I think Josh did
1: not have a good game period. I think Josh black made the 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 comment field goal. uh, The whole, the whole last five minutes of not challenging the, the kickoff and yeah, um, I think John Bl- would he blame the, the SEC
0: refs for not looking at it but am I wrong? He had the ability to challenge that,
1: yeah, I've been asking a lot of people about like what what the reasoning is with that. And all I can get is that a ref on the field told him there was nothing there, but he wouldn't have seen the review either. right. right? It's not like play was stopped that like the replay booth would have had several looks at it and communicated it down. So I, like at least call a timeout. Yeah. He's done an you excellent the, job. You have the lead. That's the thing. It's not like, Oh, I, I have to save these timeouts. You have the lead. You you have to challenge that play.
0: Yeah. He's done a really excellent job at making everyone think that it wasn't his fault. Yeah. Even <laughs> Auburn fans. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Like he's done an excellent job making it feel like making everyone think, oh well he couldn't have done anything. The refs should have just challenged it. Well I mean yes, I, I think that the idea of coaches challenge is silly because every play should be under review instead of like why should the coaches have to save challenge it's a it's a weird wrinkle. But yeah. but that he had that. He had that flag in his bag, he could have thrown it, like why not?
1: Challenge that challenge that play.
0: Unless yeah, he didn't I, think anything was there because the ref told him the thing was there and he believed him.
1: And and correct me if I'm wrong, but we're all acting like this replay was extremely definitive when it's I thought not. it was
0: questionable at
2: best. Yeah, it, it, I, I think people are acting like that because the announcers themselves were like, "Oh yeah, it definitely hit his finger. It definitely did
1: it. It yeah, like I think definitely it probably did, did but I it, yeah,
2: I don't know. I, mean, I don't know that it gets overturned because I don't think that it's definitive that it did yeah like like you can look at it and be like yeah that probably hit his finger because that that's how i was i was like it eh, probably hit it but um i you can't <laughs> there's no way to uh csi miami enhance it and right zoom in and see if it hit his finger and be able to tell for sure um i'm just ready for the robot referee revolution and we can
0: Right. I'll be down. With this all uh, right? So let's go into our Ryan. Let's do some nerd stats at the halfway point for Auburn. Quickly all right. run You're through go those offense or
1: defense first. Go, oh,
0: yeah, we're halfway through the season. Yeah, go offense. Halfway, five games. Go offense for Auburn, then defense, and then lead us right to the LSU Tigers, and we'll talk about them to close the show.
1: All right, so. Uh, there's been a lot of discrepancy in the passing game and the rushing game, and uh, I think everybody has seen it, but let's let's look in the numbers. Uh, Auburn's passing game, yards per play, 5.6. That's per called pass, not just uh, uh, pass attempts. Uh, explosive play percentage, uh, they're, Auburn's ninth in the SEC in explosive pass play percentage. Uh, tenth in sack rate, tenth in pressure rate. Um, overall, just not great at throwing the ball, and yet we're third in the conference at uh, pass attempts. So, n- not ideal. But you know, m- maybe you could say, "Oh, Auburn's not running the ball well either." You know, got to do something. No, that's not really the case because Auburn is first in the conference in yards per called run, first in the conference in explosive run play percentage third in yards before contact and third in yards after contact. Um, you, you could argue that's the, the best rushing offense in the conference, I think. Hmm. And that's after a slow start yeah. of the season where we weren't really running the ball great against Kentucky or uh, Georgia. Hmm.
0: So we really yeah. Auburn should be running the ball a lot more than it even already is.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, I've, have gone on record uh, on the pod last week. I believe I mentioned this. Yes, we should just run the Nick Marshall offense. <laughs> well, I think we did
0: a little bit. That's it, it basically worked. what we
2: did with some slants thrown in.
0: <laughs> I think. I think you're looking at. Um, I, I was talking to Ryan before the pod in the green room about how maybe this is. Hopefully, this is not a math uh, a math problem in that. Maybe because Auburn's throwing it so much, defenses are having to play you know, yeah. less linebackers, and so Tank is running against well six man front, seven man front. I think you
2: saw as we ran uh, a lot more this week, our um, we were more successful passing, and I, I expect that to continue. Uh, the more we run, the better we'll pass.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right. I hope so. I hope at least you're right. I hope it's not the opposite. I hope it isn't that. We are running well because they are having to play our terrible passing offense with more more <laughs> yeah. defensive backs.
2: Yeah, maybe.
1: Well, I mean, the changing it up, it, you know, we finally ran the ball a lot more, and that helped not just the ground game but also the passing game uh, against Ole Miss. So hopefully, we can carry that over. So how we are we on not great defenses coming up? How are we on How are we on defense? uh not as rosy there um we're still middle of the pack in success rate 7th in the conference um on the pass defense we're 5th in the conference in yards for pass play 10th in sack rate 11th in pressure um so ne- none of that's great but second and have great and uh, and on pass plays so that's um you know the defense is uh Breaking up passes, getting a couple of interceptions, uh, on the ground, eighth in the conference in yards per run play, tenth in yards before contact, third in yards after contact, and twelfth in habit percentage. So what Oof. that tells me is, you know, we're giving up a lot of yards before the, for first contact, but we're not we're not giving up many broken tackles. I'm um, I'm interested about that makes this
0: sense. pressure rate because it seems. That the defensive line's been getting into what's that? It seems like the defensive line is getting towards the quarterback. They just aren't getting home. So maybe those aren't getting counted
1: as pressures. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And they're definitely struggling with causing any kind of issues yeah, in, in the good. ground game. Yeah. Um, the linebackers are are doing really well with that, uh, containing it, but um We're not getting any kind of push up front.
0: Yeah, young, inexperienced defensive line that is not playing up to snuff at the moment is what this looks like. All right, what are we what are we facing on Saturday? A
1: bad bad defense. That is, yeah, pretty yeah, they're above average offense and a defense that's about as bad as Ole Misses. Wow. Um. So the the, or the LSU defense is interesting though because I mean they they are the worst in the conference pretty much in like just giving up yards um, but they're one of the better defenses interestingly enough in in havoc plays yeah they're getting to the quarterback are, a ton <laughs> yeah they're they're the best team in the pass rush uh, getting sacks causing turnovers um, so they're they're go big or go home that's all they can really do right now. Fascinating. So it's going to be interesting. I think interesting. Bo's going to have to. Um, yeah, you know, we we've talked about the running, scrambling, throwing it away at the last second. How that could turn into a pick six really easily. Yeah, LSU is going to take advantage of that. Well, we didn't see any of that this week. So,
2: yeah. um, hopefully, that'll continue into this 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 week with this. I, I mean, these guys watch tape obviously, so they'll know. Uh, better than we will, as so. Uh, I, I let's hope that we've seen most of the end of that stuff from Bo. Yeah, I right mean, the, the less you ask him to pass, yeah, the less you ask him to pass, the less you're going to see that stuff. So, um, I, I I think uh, this is a little bit off topic, just because we're not talking about Bo specifically, but I think. Bad Bow is a result of putting too much on Bo Nix his hmm. entire time at Auburn.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's uh, been...
2: Especially this year. My God. like
0: It's kind of like bad yeah. Jared was because he was having to do too much as a freshman. Sure. If well, there well, was hopefully we're Jared.
1: realizing that we finally have a five-star running back that can shoulder the load. Right. Um, as opposed to a, a two star starting running
2: back exactly that that I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it, and I would not be surprised to see uh, if not a completely different bow, uh, a much better bow for the remainder of the season as long as we have tank healthy mm-hmm. um,
0: I think that's I think you're right, man. I think the best thing about what the best thing about what tank is able to do and shot like, again, having. This running back room with DJ Williams, the ghost of Mark Anthony Richards, Sean Shivers, and Tank Bigsby, it feels as if we are in a different universe than we were this time last year.
1: Right. Don't count out JJ Piggly either. Yeah. Yeah. You say that, but for sure.
0: Like last year, when it was Booby, Sean, and Harold Joyner and Cam Martin these four versus those four, even this Sean Shivers versus that Sean Shivers. Sure. I would take, I mean, this is, yeah. this yeah, may be the best running back trio in DJ Sean and, and tank that Gus has had since he's been here.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll argue that a 2013 group was had four NFL running backs in the room. That's, <laughs>
0: That's true. <laughs> but man, thing especially with a freshman tank, one of those guys being a freshman? Yeah.
1: I'm No, I, I definitely think we might s- be seeing that Tank uh, is the most talented r- running back Auburn's had since 2001. Well, best freshman running back, at least. Uh, this is – my, my point is saying – I'm doing guy blinking kind of like, incredulously. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a
2: uh, there's a guy named Carrion, but he was not the feature back his and freshman right. year.
0: Trey Mason was the SEC Offensive Player of the, of the Year. But he wasn't a freshman. Well, that's true.
1: So, I think by the time Tank is a junior, we're not going to have him as a senior. Um, but I think by the time he's here... For- Ryan was... Just to the program doesn't go nuclear at that oh. point.
0: I thought Ryan was he's, murdered he's by the Cadillac of the- Williams. <laughs> yeah. a, I thought I couldn't hear you. I figured Cadillac Williams had murdered you <laughs> because you cut out.
1: My point was he might be the best running back since Cadillac. Sure, <coughs> Ronnie Brown. I mean, yes, this is the same. Same time it doesn't matter. <laughs> his, Ronnie, Ronnie his, his, didn't get.
2: <laughs> Ronnie did not uh, uh, play as much uh, as his freshman.
0: It so. was the higher draft pick. Um, yeah, that's. I, I would love to put Tank in that debate. That's what I'll say. I would love for this kid to be in that conversation in two years. If he
1: gets to 1,000 yards as a freshman in a 10-game season. Where he didn't play the first game.
0: (laughs) Right. If he's averaging – you're telling me if he's averaging 100 yards a game in an all-SEC season, that is nuts.
2: Yeah, um, I'm glad that we have figured out that he's our feature running back. Um, I'm glad that we have Sean Shivers. To uh, step in and take his carries, and I'm glad we have DJ Williams to come in on third down and catch ball if he needs to.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, and
2: JJ uh, Pegways, Piggies. Pe- Pe- How do we say his name? I think it's Piggies. All right. Hey, I, what
1: I said earlier this week is that he is what Derek Brown would be if Derek Brown got to play offense. <laughs> except he's not. <laughs> except Derek Brown's bigger than him. He looks. Sure. He,
2: he looks bigger looks than like, he is, but he but he looks like he's Derek Brown's size. He's like, only
1: six foot Perry. one, right? That's, he's 6'2", 300, I think. Okay, 6'2". You know, DB was 6'5", 330. Yeah. But the point is, like, the, the speed that he has at that size, yeah, yeah. where it's he's just laying natural. people out in the open field. I mean... Well, he set a pick on a guy uh,
2: in the Ole Miss game. <laughs> that guy never saw it coming. God, I don't know how that guy played the rest of the game.
0: Um, just reminded that Malik Dunbar was 6'6", 230. So... Wow. Just keep that in mind, that that league number would, would tower over J.J. Figgies.
1: <laughs> um, he's Jared Harper's height. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> he's Bryce Brown's
0: height. Yeah, Bryce Brown's 6'4". I think he's listed at 6'2". There's
2: no way. He's taller than me.
0: Bryce Brown
1: is... Well, not the running back, we're doing a terrible job of vamping here, chief. <laughs> yeah, are. yeah, no, I'm just gonna let it sit.
0: Well, Bryce Brown, is six okay. foot three, listed in the G League, at six three okay. from Tucker High School. Okay,
1: so okay. close enough, put an extra hundred pounds on Bryce in Stone
2: he's Mountain, listed, Georgia. He was listed at six four in our media guide, so that's uh,
0: sure. <laughs> so, was Jerry was listed at six foot, even, yeah, which... right, maybe yeah. five, ten. He's, he's 100 pounds heavier than Bryce Brown, as Ryan said. He's exactly 100 pounds heavier.
1: Wow. And that's the second year in a row we have just killed somebody in Ole Miss after uh, the, the Derrick yeah. Brown open field tackle last year.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah,
0: I love that play. He murdered that guy. Well, guys, Ate what are your predictions for this weekend? Because I am taking Auburn, and I'm taking them to win outright, and I'm taking it to be an under.
2: Hmm. I um I I haven't been to a game that uh, we've lost this year, so uh, we're gonna win.
0: You haven't
1: been to <laughs> a game. Hey, that's not the point. That's not the point. Um, I I still haven't sat down and really decided where I'm what's, at on this game. What's what's oh man,
0: come on, no one listens to this.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, See, part of me likes for- the pattern that uh, well, does not like it, but seeing the pattern of losing and winning every other game mm. for like eight games now. Uh, I'm right. no, right, thinking it's a win. It's, uh, <laughs> This is another game Gus still needs to win.
0: That's very Jason so. Garrett of Gus.
1: <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll say what's it's 31-30. Uh, it's, it's, it opened
0: at Auburn by three, but I believe now it's LSU by two. Uh-oh.
2: Vegas doesn't like us. Um, No, we're going to cover. We're going to win. And
1: uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the over under is. So I, I, Tank what? for two hundred more yards. It's gonna pull Kenny irons. Whoa! We heard it here first. Off. Uh,
2: I, I say Tank gets at least one fifty, and uh, and and Bo has another good game because he's back at home. He does tend to play a little better at home. So,
0: all right. about